I'm Ronnie Chan from Hong Kong. I'm chairman of a company called Hanglong Properties. My publicly listed company, Hanglong, invests in China, including Hong Kong. My family invests in many other things other than real estate, but a lot in the United States. I'm a wanderer in the sense that I love to travel. I go to many countries. China is interesting because it is one of the fastest growing economy in the world, and it's humongous, over 1.372 billion people. I always tell myself this, would I like to swim along the tide or against the tide? When you are in an economy that is growing at six and a half, seven percent you have the tide behind you. You are going along with the tide. Weak guy like me, I would much prefer doing that than to go against the tide. 25, 30 years ago, when I started to invest in mainland China, nobody in those days understand what the market economy is all about. But they learned very quickly. I think the impetus come from the very top, Mr. Deng Xiaoping. He understood the necessity of opening up the market and using market forces. He may not philosophically like it, but he realizes that he had no choice. So from him on down through the echelon in the government, gradually the government officials, they get it. They understand what the market is all about. They are not themselves participants necessarily, but at least they get it in the broad sense that the market is what is necessary for economic development for the country. I was very impressed in 1991, perhaps, that leaders, say the mayor of Shanghai at the time, Mr. Xu Di, he really understood. And that's what attracted me to invest there. I don't invest in Russia. I don't really invest in many other countries. I don't know the country well enough. I don't speak the language. It has a very, very different history and background. It has treaded a path that is perhaps a little difficult in the last, what, 100 some years. When you don't understand something, you don't want to put your money there. If I understand it more, maybe I will. That said, you also have to look at the economic structure. In China, it is grown very fast, six and a half, seven percent. It is not grown that fast in Russia. In China, everybody, the men on the street, the women on the street, they want to get ahead economically. They want to make their life better, and in particular, they want to make their children's life better. So they have a longer-term view to things, and they are willing to work very, very hard. So you just have the right kind of chemistry for the economy to grow. Russia, territory-wise, it's humongous. Uh, it is almost twice as big as China. But population-wise, it's only about 11% of that of China, and it's spread all over the place. And so I am not sure if the leadership in Russia gets it like the Chinese leadership of 20, 30 years ago, what is required to develop the economy. In China, the economy is growing so fast that there is tremendous room for the man on the street, so to speak, to participate. And some of them have grown to be very big, and now over 50%, perhaps 60% of the economy is in the private sector's hands. I just don't know if the Russian people are that entrepreneurial in the business sense. That's why I don't invest in there. 
America is so strong. The system is so resilient over the last two hundred some years that even Trump cannot destroy that system. It will damage it, and in particular, I worry about the ethical degradation, where truth and untruth、uh, is no longer clear. That said, I think that overall, the country will still be very resilient. I suggest that Americans read history. China has been a thriving society economically, civilizationally, for three thousand years. As Dr. Henry Kissinger said, when the Europeans were living in caves, China was already at the height of human civilization and economic development and innovation. The last two hundred years, China had fell on difficult times. Will two hundred years negate the accomplishment of three thousand years? Were the two hundred years just an anomaly in the long stream of history? Apparently, China in the last thirty years has shown that most likely the last two hundred years was just an anomaly. If that is the case, my question to my American friends is: Do you want China to be your friend, or do you want China to be your enemy? Historically, China has been an extraordinarily peaceful country. They built a great wall. It is not offensive; it's defensive. China is a civilization, as Professor Lucian Pai, Pye of MIT, says, is a civilization which pretends to be a nation state. So, if you want to understand China, you have to understand China as a civilization and not just as a nation state. I don't think that China had a foreign minister until 1911, at the end of the Qing Dynasty. China is a country that is very happy, from my observation and studies, to play second fiddle to the United States. Why not let China be your brother? Rather than your enemy. With all that I've said, I'm not negative about China-U.S. relations because China is extraordinarily rational about it. At the end, the common interests of the two will outweigh the foolishness in trying to turn China into an enemy.